Welcome to our third segment of this afternoon's program. It's Sunday, the 12th of December, 2021. It is now 2.27 p.m. in the studio. Quite a, quite a bit over time, actually. Uh, I am your host, Kieran Murdoch. Good afternoon. Um, Labour Party MP, Asset Michael, is again defending himself from serious allegations of criminal wrongdoing. Uh, we cannot disclose the allegation due to statutory prohibitions. Uh, MP Asset Michael has responded to the circulation of these allegations by putting out a press release presenting an alibi, supposed witnesses to attest to his innocence, uh, and denying the accusation vehemently. Uh, he further accused the Prime Minister Gaston Brown of orchestrating the allegation. Uh, Brown responded via another press release, via the PM's office this time, uh, denying the charge of having anything to do with the allegation uh, and acknowledging that there had been other serious allegations against MP Michael uh, in the past. Uh, so on this segment, um, we'll be asking how will the latest allegation of yet another scandal affect uh, MP Michael's political standing and how will it affect the Antigua and Barbuda Labour Party. Uh, once again, as I said, um, the nature of the allegation we're not going to discuss or disclose, uh, but we will be talking about it in the sense of it being uh, yet another alleged scandal involving Mr. Michael and how that will affect him uh, and the Antigua and Barbuda Labour Party. Uh, joining our panel for this discussion, we're happy to have with us uh, Dr. David Hines, political commentator from Guyana and associate professor of African and African-American studies at the Arizona State University. Uh, good afternoon to you, Dr. David Hines. How are you doing? We have with us as well Mr. Rishi Maharaj. He's executive director of the Equigov Institute. Uh, the Equigov Institute is a social enterprise-based consulting and training organization which is focused on transparency, accountability, and governance. Uh, good afternoon to you, uh, Mr. Rishi Maharaj. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. And we have as well with us Dr. Oswald Thomas. Uh, Dr. Oswald Thomas, of course, is a professor, political consultant, coach, and psychotherapist, and a media commentator as well. Uh, he's also a stalwart uh, member of the Antigua Barbuda Labour Party. Uh, good afternoon to you, Dr. Oswald Thomas. How are you doing? Uh, good afternoon, Kian. And you hope you'll hear me now. Good afternoon to you and the other panelists and Antigua and Barbuda. Uh, Dr. Oswald Thomas. Uh, straight question. Do you think that this scandal, or this alleged scandal, rather, is likely to have a serious impact on, on, on MP Michael politically? Um, there have been other scandals in the past that he, politically he has been able to withstand. Uh, do you think that this one um, will prove to be one that he cannot withstand? Well, let me say uh, first that um, we have a situation and there is an alleged uh, victim, there is uh, alleged perpetrator. Now, in our system of rules and laws, the victim can certainly come forward and the prosecution can make a vigorous uh, prosecution as well as the uh, perpetrator also can defend themselves vigorously uh, in, in this matter. And so what we have is a investigation that is still going on by the police and the jury is still out on that so we don't know where that will end up and whether or not this is something that will just uh, fizzle out but I'm certain given uh, MP track record that he certainly will uh, defend himself uh, among any allegation uh, given the fact to you know it's another um, issue given what has been going on um, in, in in terms of Michael um, uh, staying on to, to, to contest the seat and you, it's no secret uh, you know that I'm certain uh, the advisors will advise but at some point uh, when advisors advise mustn't advise you to your own detriment so it is still uh, not clear 
as to what would happen because uh, we have to be uh, cognizant of the fact that MP Michael has not been charged with any crime whatsoever. Uh, Mr. Rishi Maharaj, I um, want to bring you in at this point to get um, your take. Um, is this gutter politics, uh, 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 Mr. Maharaj? I mean, um, I, I imagine that um, we, we see situations like this across the Caribbean where uh, specific allegations against um, individuals in public life or, 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 or seeking public office become a matter of, of great political debate between parties, amongst parties, uh, and it, it really turns into a, quite a mess out there. Would you consider this to be a, a, such an instance of, of, of gutter politics? Uh, for, for what I have gathered with regards to what's going on right now with, with Mr. Michaels uh, the party and given his, his colorful past uh, in public office. It, it's at least it seems from, from what I have read and what I've, I've seen that there's definitely there's not going to be an easy parting of ways between himself and the party. He is adamant uh, of wanting to, to within I guess within what what rights he has to be able to have some kind of say with regards to going up for the next seat. So obviously it seems that that both parties are not going to let this play out uh, quietly in the background. Uh, it's going to be fought out in the public domain. And by that being fought out in the public domain, you are going to now have accusations uh, coming out uh, one way or the other. Obviously, we can't discuss what, what recently came out and everybody's entitled to their day in court and obviously the presumption of innocence until proven guilty. So the investigations will go its way. But I think it's, again, it's symptomatic of, of what we've seen in different parts of the Caribbean, where, you know, there are there's times when uh, things just play out in the public domain, as you mentioned, the term, uh, quote-unquote, gutter politics. And there are ways to do this that allows for an amicable partner of ways. But it's, it seems in this case that both parties or, or both uh, individuals in, in, in both sides of it are determined to, to fight this out in the public domain, which I think is, is, is not probably the right way to do it. And it could maybe uh, cause more harm than good in the long run. So that is something that I guess we'll wait to see. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Oswald Thomas, I come back to you because uh, we're still having that uh, 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 problem with uh, Dr. Hines. Um, uh, okay. Feel free to respond. Uh, yeah, feel, go ahead. Uh, feel free to respond. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I, and, I, and, I, and I agree with, with, with um, Mish, um, because, you know, you, there is that old saying, that old folks says that you don't work, wash your dirty linen in public. And if it ha uh, uh, but the reality is that it has to be washed. They prefer it not to be washed in public because there is some decency and decorum that are required when you're dealing with home issues that the public should be aware of. However, we have a situation here, and for both leader and MP, they have to recognize the implications in washing your dirty linen in public that it can have in both party and the governance of the country. And so th those are some things that are playing out here. You also have a situation where if the leader will not run on a ticket with the MP, and the MP is hell-bent in running on a ticket, and if the court does uphold that, and he is allowed to run, one of them can't run, or 
both of them may not be able to run for some reason or the other. So we have a serious issue going on. And maybe at this point, um, the cooler heads would prevail and they're becoming meeting of the minds or something of that sort where the party may have to bell the cat and call a caucus the only way they can get two men in the same room and deal with this matter once and for all so that the washing of the linen is done but not in public. Mm. Uh, uh, Mr. Rishi Maharaj, um, uh, the Prime Minister uh, uh, um, via a, a press release uh, denied well, actually, no, I, I, well, actually, I, I want to ask. Uh, I want to ask you, Mr. Maharaj, Before I ask that question, I want to ask you, um, Mr. Michael, in his release, when he responded to the allegations that had been circulating, um, he, he 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 characterized them as smear, and he, uh, he he put the blame on the prime minister. He suggested that the prime minister had orchestrated these allegations against him as as political smear. Of course, the prime minister denied that in in, in a statement from the prime minister's office. Um, but do you think that uh, making that allegation against the PM? Um, was politically a wise move um, to characterize it as smear uh, and of course then to, to draw in uh, uh, basically make it an issue of, of, of political debate between him and the PM or was that politically wise was that sort of strategic yeah obviously he, he is fighting for his um, I wouldn't say political survival but his his, his ability to still uh represent his constituency uh, and those that, that still support him so he is using whatever um, means is within his armory um, to be able to continue to have some sort of relevance so I think by drawing out uh, the Prime Minister in any way that he did by by accusing or, or, or accusing him of having some sort of either direct or indirect involvement in his part was a it, it is of strategy because obviously it's just a, it's it is a strategic game being played out right now by, by both sides in terms of allegations came out in in the public domain uh one way or the other of which there was no from what i gathered no attribution to it being coming from either the party or or from the prime minister but mr michaels i guess in his in his mind or in what what cards he has to play now is now using the, the the thing that well this could have only come out if it had the prime minister's sanction so he and now using that card is drawing out uh, the prime minister who then again issued a, a release uh, on on officer the prime minister's um, statement to say that he had had nothing to do with this so yeah again th this is something that is, it is going to be played out in the court of public opinion Obviously, we know at the end of the investigation will run through its case and the courts will have a deciding factor within it. But it seems from everything that both both the both sides or, or uh, we have a saying here in Trinidad, I'm not sure if it's if it's if it's the same in Antigua where we have um, two men that can't live in the same hole, meaning that you can't have two alpha males steering the same ship or in charge of the same organization or something like that. So. It seems that this is going to be played out in the public domain, and Mr. Michaels is, is taking whatever um, strategic moves he can make to draw out the Prime Minister on this, and to have this played out not only in, in the court, but in, in the public sentiment, so that he can find some way to get uh, public sympathy or support to his cause.
Uh, and Dr. Dr. Oswald Thomas, um, what's your take on that issue? The fact that uh, in his in his defense, uh, he he basically engaged the PM, and of course the Prime Minister's office responded, uh, and and even went further in its response to make certain characterizations uh, that I won't repeat and that we won't repeat here. Um, was was it was it wise for them to have responded from the PM's office in that way? Uh, especially especially being the, uh, that wow. in this instance there is um, there, there is a, a complainant who uh, uh, well, I suppose they must all be aware of. I, I I don't think that it is wise for any of them to have responded, Mr. MP, nor the leader, uh, because uh, at first it's a, a matter of an allegation. Um, if the victim uh, reports falsely to the police and they investigate and found that the reports are false, then the victim is charged for making a uh, uh, lying in an official statement. If the victim has accomplice, then others will be charged as such. So it's neither of them. So, but it, it, what is happening, though, and this is what I said, if you have advisors, they must advise you properly not to create a mountain of confusion when statements are made like these. And that is not the, 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 a good thing um, in this kind of situation. And, and I just want to signal to both leader and, and MP, London Bridge is falling. And neither the king's men or the queen's horses might be able to put Humpty back together again. And you have to stop that and, and stop that kind of public bleeding. And I understand people are playing. Uh, MPs playing to his constituents to say that this is a witch hunt, they're after me, uh, getting public sympathy. And of course, the leader is making sure that, uh, you know, the whole saying that if you keep throwing mud, some will begin to stick. And the leader is making sure that every mud thrown is washed off immediately. But it is not good when it is played out in the, in the, in the public domain, because now you are talking about the party. You're talking about the comrade. You're talking about the image of the country because now these are sound bites that leaves on social media and they get around the world. And the world that has no idea of the intricacies of what is playing out on the ground will begin to wonder what kind of situation is going on in our beloved Twin Island state. So be careful that we may have a situation that cannot be bailed at some point and there could be consequences uh, and mr rishi maharaj um I, I, i'm just curious as to uh, what you think this is going to do to the antigua and barbuda labor party uh, i mean the antigua labor party has been um sort of on and off attempting to uh, rid itself of mr michael in in in, in such a way as to minimize fallout um, so it, it, it sort of gets hot and then it gets cold. It gets hot and then it gets cold because they're trying to avoid fallout. And whenever it gets hot, there's a lot of fallout, uh, case in point. Um, and then it goes cold again. Uh, it seems quite clear that he is uh, adamant that uh, he will not be edged out. Um, it seems quite clear from the Prime Minister that as leader of the party, he will not suffer Mr. Michael having anything to do with the Antigua Labour Party uh, anymore. Um, and more and more, there is just scandal. There is just scandal, 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 scandal. Uh, so, do you think this is going to have a significant impact on the Antigua Barbuda Labour Party, uh, Mr. Maharaj, or not so much? Well, yeah, and I agree with with Mr. Thomas that it's it's not good for the party. It's not good for the supporters of the party. 
it's not good for for the country i think this goes beyond just a, a, a squabble going on between an mp and, and a prime minister it's it's going on between two senior uh members of the party you have the prime minister the leader of the party who is <coughs> the prime minister of antigua barbuda uh, and mr asad michaels who's been there for a very long time and has, has, has seen a lot and is also considered as, at least a senior person in terms of the antigua barbuda politics so you know it's it, it definitely has the potential if not handled properly to have serious implications not only for the for the party but yeah i i echo mr thomas sentiments for antigua as a whole because i think right now uh particularly what's i mean what's going on in the world i mean no country in the world right now is, is doing well uh due to of course the pandemic and the other things that have, have accelerated uh, because of the pandemic we have rising cost of living economic issues and downfalls in, in tourism economic impact right throughout the caribbean and I, i'm pretty sure antigua barbuda has also been impacted by it so there are other serious issues that need to be dealt with that need to be looked at and that needs to take the attention of of, of, of the prime minister and, and the party so i think this serves more of a distraction than anything constructive and it, it does if not handled properly uh, in the right manner and handled very quickly in the right manner it could have serious complications i think um for not like again not only the party but antigua as a whole uh, dr david heinz joins us now on the phone uh, sorry about all that um, uh, delay and difficulty dr heinz uh, but let me bring you into the conversation just to ask um whether you think uh, that this this alleged scandal uh, is going to have any serious impact on mr michael politically uh, bearing in mind that he has um he's been uh, accused of many things in the past and and maintained his innocence many times well, um, good afternoon, and again, for the connection. Um, uh, uh, on the one hand, it could have an effect on those who are already is detractors. But a few weeks ago when we were on the program, I think there was a consensus that Mr. Michael is building up a narrative of suffering, a narrative of discrimination. And I have to say, um, these uh, latest uh, allegations play right in to that playbook. Um, because um, if you look at the back and forth, VP, the um, press releases, one from the government, one from the party, I think that's exactly what Mr. Michael wants, because uh, he makes the allegation that um, this was orchestrated by the party and the government. He, he, he cites other members of the executive who gives him that information. Um, and he puts it out there and he draws the government and the party into this net. And as much, uh, you know, it, it looks like a kind of comedy, um, it's the kind of comedy that I think um, does have serious political implications. Um, uh, for what's happening in Antigua and Barbuda. And I would say, once again, um, Mr. Michael um, is able to turn embarrassment, or potential embarrassment, or alleged embarrassment, um, into political capital. 
Uh, uh, Dr. Oswald Thomas, um, I, I mean, you've been on this program several times um, discussing various things to do with the Antiguan Barbuda Labour Party and also several times to discuss uh, Mr. Michael. Uh, do you think at this point, um, in your own opinion, that, that, that Mr. Michael is, 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 has no more worth to the Antiguan Barbuda Labour Party, as, as the Prime Minister um, has said many times? Do you share that opinion? Would, would you prefer to see Asset Michael just no, I mean, silently okay. vanish? Into, into, into retirement. Well, I say to you, well, I say to you that uh, the Prime Minister has loaded Asset's ability in the past, so uh, the question of whether or not he has uh, political capital left is, 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 is a question. However, the Prime Minister has said that he would not have Asset in any future government that he leads. And so we, we have a, a, an issue and Asset is hell-bent in that nobody is going to push him out, only the people of, of St. Peter. Now, you and I know that two raging bulls cannot survive in the same pen. One has to be separated. Um, uh, or someone has to come to the conclusion that I can't run, whether it be for the uh, peace or for the goodness of the party or the goodness of the country. There has to be a meeting of coming of the minds or else this would end up ugly, as I said earlier. Or you will have a situation where one will run or both can't run. Well, who do you uh, think... Uh, so that is a mm -hmm. situation that is boiling up. Who do you think that person should be? What I, what I sort of want to get from you is, what is your position on Asset Michael? I mean, the Prime Minister has said many times, he doesn't want anything else to do with this MP. He thinks his MP should just retire from public life, be out of the party, and that's the end of that. Um, what do you think? And, and, and in their normal ways and normal channels, how that is, is, is done. The, the, you, you can't, uh, the, the, the party has governing rules. The party has statutes that says the incumbent cannot be challenged except for certain things. Mr. Michael has not been charged with a crime, has been convicted of a crime. And you can make allegations. There are allegations that we, for now, we can say are unproven allegations. So, if the people don't want him to run any longer, the people should say that we have had enough of Asset, we think he has done his tenure and should demit office. The leader always wants what the leader wants, but don't always get what you want. That's why we have a democracy. That's why we have democratic institutions. And within those institutions, you have everybody. You have a Christian, you have um, you, you know all sorts of ideology, and those ideologies have to blend together for a common interest. And when that common interest, because what's going to happen? If both men continue down this road, it will fracture the Labour Party and may have serious implication at the next election. That's a powerful statement. Um, uh, Mr. Rishi Maharaj, um, do you think that Mr. Michael, uh, I mean, again, Mr. Michael is an individual who has faced many accusations over the course of his political career um, and has uh, usually maintained his innocence, uh, denied those allegations, uh, many oftentimes characterized uh, various allegations that have come at him over the course of his political career as smear. Uh, this is something orchestrated by the opposition or this is something orchestrated by somebody in the party who doesn't want me here or so on and so forth. Uh, but when you look at an individual overall, 
overall and you you know you you, you see this this laundry list of denied allegations um, does that individual not become a sort of a, a reputational drag on the party that there are individuals in Antigua and Barbuda who perhaps uh, and I'll come back to Dr. Oswald Thomas to get that view as well uh, whether or not you think the individuals in Antigua and Barbuda who look at the Antigua and Barbuda Labour Party uh, and look at the sort of controversy uh, that surrounds individuals like Asset Michael and all the various allegations that they deny and continue to deny and think to themselves that you know it's just not good enough uh, but that question goes to you first Mr. Maharaj well, again, it, it depends on on his constituents. Because at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's it's the constituents uh, who can decide whether or not they want uh, Mr. Michaels to, to 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 remain as as their representative. Because they are the ones who will have a choice in the election to vote or not. I think the last time we spoke on this, I I compared him a bit to. Uh, Mr. Austin Jack Warner here in, in Trinidad, where when he was in, in government uh, between 2010 and say 2012, 2013, uh, with the People's Partnership government, and at that time uh, became, well, he always had question marks surrounding him throughout his, his political career. And then obviously with the, the explosion in, in the FIFA scandal, uh, the question of, you know, is he politically deadly to, to the to the UNC and all these questions coming up and Mr. Jack Warner took the decision to um, basically showing that it is now I am bigger than you and he came out of the party, resigned from the party, uh, resigned his seat, they held uh, a by-election was held he took the chance knowing that listen I am strong in my constituency my, the people support me and, and support what, what I have to offer and he offered, he formed a new party and he offered himself up for election, resoundingly defeated uh, the, the People's Partnership in their own uh, backyard uh, to win back re-election. But then after that, in subsequent elections, faded away into the limelight where he's no longer, I think, within the, in the political landscape of Trinidad. So I think from, from like I said, from, from Mr. Michael's point of view, possibly he may be a liability to the party but again, it's up to him, the constituents, to decide his his political fate or not. And if it is that he feels that, listen, I am strong in my constituents in terms of their belief in me and wanting me to continue to represent them, then I think another option for him would be to test it out uh, in the political waters as, as an independent candidate or form his own rival party to rival the Antigua Labour Party. And that in itself may have consequences for the Labour Party because it may cause uh, what we call split voters or moving away of support from them and then open the door, maybe not for Mr. Michaels to win, but for the other political parties to maybe come in and, and take the election from the Antigua Labour Party. So there are, again, all sorts of different connotations that can happen uh, in this situation. So I think, again, from, from Mr. Thomas's point of view, it's up to, you know, for the party and the leaders and both guys to come to find some kind of amicable solution to this because it could end very badly in the long term. Uh, Dr. Hines, I uh, want to bring you in here uh, to get your, your take on that last question of whether or not you think Mr. Michael, uh, despite the fact that he has uh, denied a host of allegations against him and always maintained his innocence, um, being that it, 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 the list of allegations is so much, uh, whether or not you think he is a, a reputational drag overall on the, the Labour Party, whether or not you, you think it's it's just better that uh, he not be there, if you agree with Gaston no, Brown's yeah. stance. 
yes and no, but he's going to take he's going to take um, others down with him. This has now evolved into a personal um, contestation between the Prime Minister and Miss Michael. Um, I think we've gone beyond all the uh, institutional and uh, and and uh, and aspects of this and, and and so on. At the end of the day, the party will do what it wants to do. But this contest between Asad Michael and the Prime Minister will remain. And it could have consequences um, for the Labour Party in the next election. I agree with Mr. Oswald Thomas on that. Um, I think Michael is, is fighting uh, um, on two levels. He's fighting on the level of the law. And the law in the English-speaking Caribbean is not accustomed to dealing with these issues. And so they, the court will have to feel its way um, as it goes through this. And so he's fighting at that level. But he's also um, uh, fighting at the level, explaining to something that is part of Caribbean political culture. And that is people who side with the underdog. And Mr. Michael is lining itself here as the underdog who's been um, pillaged by a prime minister and to a lesser extent its party. And he knows that he's going down. But he intends, if it's possible, to take the prime minister and its party down, if not really down, but hurt them as much as possible. So I think we are into something here that has moved beyond the formal legal politics and has gone now into, as I said, a contestation between two big men in Antigua and Barbudan politics. Well, let me ask you just a quick follow-up before I go back to Dr. Oswald Thomas. Uh, Dr. David Hines, um, the Prime Minister has, over the last two years, been consistently attempting to distance himself from Mr. Michael. Um, but I want to get your, your take on whether or not he can really do so. I mean, it is Gaston Brown who, uh, despite uh, the various allegations uh, and denials surrounding Mr. Michael prior to 2014, when the Labour Party came back into power, um, it, it is Gaston Brown that appointed him to Cabinet, gave him a position of power. Um, and then when scandals struck again in 2017 with Peter Verde, uh, fired him and then brought him back in 2018 and then fired him again um, and then spoke of bringing him back sometime around 2019 and then by 2020 uh, said well no I don't want anything to do with this man again um, so a series of flip-flops there much like the Integrity Commission on a number of issues uh, but do you think that Gaston Brown can really uh, uh, present this image this legitimate image of uh, you know taking a stance on integrity with Mr. Michael can, you, can, he, can he thoroughly distance himself uh, from Mr. Michael's wrong uh, allegations of of, of wrongdoing over the years? I'm, I'm very glad you raised that question because I think what Mr. Gaston Brown has tried to do since he has become Prime Minister is to develop this reputation as a Prime Minister who sticks no nonsense when it comes to corruption and similar allegations um, from his, his party membership and from cabinet members. Um, uh, what Asset Michael is, has done is to bring to the public attention the fallacy of that approach, that it's not a genuine approach on the part of the Prime Minister, that um, the Prime Minister um, uh, depends on whether there is political capital to begin, take one position or the other, as it relates to people who are accused of malpractice in his party. And, and I go back to my central which is that Asad Michael is intent 
on bloodying the Prime Minister as much as he can. Um, the Prime Minister has laid down the concept. You're never going to be in my cabinet. And so, therefore, Michael has nothing to lose. He's going to, as I said at the end of the last program, he knows where the, bur where the bodies are buried. He knows where bones are hidden. And he's going to use that to taunt the Prime Minister. And the Prime Minister seems to be the kind of political operative that responds, um, whether it's people who are threatening his daughter at the time of um, the COVID-19, whatever it is, the Prime Minister is an in-your-face guy. And that works against him in this Michael thing and works in favor of Michael insofar as uh, Michael is trying to bloody the Prime Minister. Uh, Dr. Oswald Thomas, um, I'll give you the opportunity to give a final word for this segment. Uh, and there was a question I did want to ask, and I think that was uh, along the lines of uh, reputationally, whether or not you think Mr. Michael, uh, despite his, his maintaining his innocence in all these various allegations he has, he's grappled with over the years, uh, is overall a reputational drag on, on your party um, that you wouldn't want him to remain there? Well, Mr. Michael is what you would consider Teflon Don, huh? <laughs> and uh, Mr. Michael enjoys um, wide uh, and, and loved by the rank and file of the, of the comrades. And, uh, you know, he comes back down to, you know, look, in, in when, when we had the Bloom Cooper report, VC fired his son there and told me he couldn't serve in the cabinet until he goes back and face the people. He has to face the people again in his constituency and only then he would consider him again for a cabinet post. And I think uh, uh, the, the, the current leader probably looked at that same kind of precedent. However, he has vehemently um, said he would not have him serve again. And so if, if this continues in the public domain, to play out, it will have a drag, a force on the rank and file. And one of the things that, and let me put it this way, the Labour Party still enjoys the largest support of voters in this country. I would urge that the advisors advise and that the party look to call because so both men can sit down, finish what they need to finish, finish the court case and get a decision once and for all, whether Assad will run this last time or Assad will not run, or the Prime Minister or both will not run. Hmm. This you, is what we need. Do you think he should run? What's your country what, to move forward? What's your view? And the question, do you the think question he should run? is what we do you think he should run. It has. Uh, it can be, be viewed across the country because this has played out in the UPP with the, uh, Joe and Messiah and Harrell and and, and, and uh, Richard. This has played out in football. This has played out in the churches. This has played out in many other civic organizations. So oh. this is across the board issue. And so we cannot say we want to hold only politicians accountable when this is not uh, across the board in civil society. But we, but we, so we oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But we, we do want to hold politicians accountable, though. I mean, we may acknowledge the failure to hold others accountable as well, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't hold politicians accountable. Right. You still with me, Dr. Thomas? Your audio was going up and down before. You may not be able to, uh, we may not be able to hear you. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with the Zoom. Okay, anyway, we're over time, folks. Uh, that was a lovely discussion. Uh, we're going to have to end it there. Um, uh, I know Dr. Hines did drop it. He came back on, but uh, we are out of time, unfortunately. So I want to thank all three of our guests for joining us this afternoon. We, we don't have any more time for uh, our final statements, unfortunately. Uh, Dr. David Hines, of course, joined us first, political commentator on Caribbean political affairs. Um, he's a commentator based in Guyana. He's associate professor of African and African-American studies at the Arizona State University. His focus, of course, is on Caribbean and African diaspora studies. Uh, Mr. Rishi Maharaj, the executive director of the EquiGov Institute, uh, which is a social enterprise-based consulting and training organization focused on transparency, accountability, and governance. He joined us out of Trinidad and Tobago. And of course, Dr. Oswald Thomas, a professor, political consultant, and media commentator, uh, also a stalwart member of the Antigua Barbuda Labor Party, a psychotherapist by profession. Uh, thanks to all three of you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you.